You're listening to Every Moment with Errol Lee. We believe that every moment deserves a better story. And on this podcast, we tell those stories. Here's your host, Errol Lee. Everybody, how's it going? My name is Arrow E, and welcome to Every Moment with Arrow E. Today we have an awesome guest. His name is Jeremiah Bull, and he is the owner of Bull Fitness. So let's welcome him. And how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, tell me a little bit about your day today. What have you done today? All right. So when I'm in Hawaii, so aloha and so I woke up probably like six six forty-five. And uh right now we're doing the uh, you know, it's the quarantine. Right. Everything's going on. So no one can really go outside. So I'm a personal trainer. I usually would train my clients um, you know, in person, but you know, due to circumstances I had to adjust. So right now we're training them through Zoom. So I woke up and trained my clients through Zoom this morning. I got it set up, you know, uh for anyone that's trying to work from home, it's a little tip if you don't know. Take you can take your phone and have a Zoom conference, and then if you want to like train or see it big, you can take your uh, smart TV if you have one, and you can screen mirror it with your smart TV. Or if you have an HDMI cord, you can just take it from your laptop to your TV, and so you can see all the people. If you have a conference with a lot of people, it's easier to see all the people you're speaking to. Uh, if you're someone that works in a business that's online or that your business has to have conferences during this time that we're uh, going through. So quick little tip. But yeah, that's pretty much what I did this morning and uh, ate a little breakfast and I'm here. Nice. Awesome. So with the whole Corona outbreak, everyone's being at home. We've been seeing a lot of people creating a lot of virtual trainings. Now, was that very hard for you to like do like shift from in-person trainings to now virtual trainings um i wouldn't say it was super hard i kind of like as soon as it kind of happened i was just like i'm a person who's like i'm a solution finder i'm gonna adapt mm-hmm. like i never for a second when it all happened was like dang it's gonna mess up my income or my business i was kind of like well what can we do what are we working on already so i kind of was already working on having a a better online presence and having more sales coming from like my online programs. Like I got a 21 day challenge coming out. I mean, that's already out and just dropping more of those type of programs. We got eight transformations that I do. I do online coaching already, just transitioning into how I'm going to actually train, train my clients where like where they can see me and I can see them. I kind of right. love it pretty fast. Um, I was just like, Oh, I can use zoom. And I was just like, man, I can use zoom and I can originally I was like, I can use zoom and then I can just get an HDMI cord and put it to the TV so I can see all my clients. But then I ended up finding a smart TV. You can just screen mirror if you have an iPhone. So it wasn't really that hard. But like I think it's all about mindset. Like what type of person you are. I'm always person just like find solution, find solution, find solution. You're not gonna really dwell on the circumstances. You can't control it, and I can't control the coronavirus. So <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> That's true. That's true. So like, what what has your client said with the whole virtual training? What was like the feedback they gave you or even just what you've seen throughout maybe Facebook or YouTube, just all of those comments? Um, I haven't really broadcasted it yet. So the only people I've been virtually training are people that I was already training. I haven't really been like pushing it as a service just yet, just because right. I want to uh, figure out how I want to sell that package or if I want to wait and see what happens next week with the coronavirus. But it's something I will continue doing in the future, even when this is all over. I was like, you know, 
it kind of, when you train in person, it limits you. So it limits me to everyone on Oahu or even everyone that's within like a 10 mile radius of me really. Um, but when you have Zoom or online, whatever entity you want to use, you can train anybody anywhere. You know what I mean? As long as you're acting on sync up your time. So right now I could be training you, but you're in Delaware, right? Right. So that's something I was like, oh, wow, that's dope. You know, it doesn't limit you anymore uh, to the people you can train. So I think I can reach more people this way in a more intimate fashion uh, than maybe just giving somebody a program and I can have better accountability of them. I'm just thinking about people that are like stay-at-home moms and stuff like that, or they have kids that can't make it out to train all the time. This mm -hmm. is a good option for them. Um, some of my clients didn't even want to try it. So I say like, most of them were like, okay, I'll do it. But then some of them are like, uh, just let me know when you start doing in-person training again and we'll start again. So it's just like, right. you know, but you know, in a month from now, if this is still going on and we're still stuck in our house, you know, they might adjust. Um, what I learned is, you know, people will say no, probably like five, six, seven times before they go and change their mind. So I don't right. take the person, you know, give them a little time. True. <laughs> now, do you, um, so the clients that don't want to maybe participate in the video, um streaming now how do you keep track that they are going to stay on task with their workouts with their fitness with their different regimens do you like call them ask them like hey what are you doing this week mm -hmm. um and things like that so i mean from like my clients before this even happened like they always have to send me their meals so like the people that I train in person they send me like all their meals or they're supposed to they don't always all send them but they're supposed to send me all their pictures of their meals they're supposed mm -hmm. to send me weekly uh picture update you know front back side so I can see if they're progressing or not um and we're supposed to talk frequently throughout the week so I mean I still keep in touch with my people for me one it's an investment of time that I put into them so I'm definitely going to like make sure that they're staying on track um keeping in contact with them. I mean all my clients have my personal phone number the ones mm -hmm. that train with me in person uh so like yeah we definitely text frequently and there's a high level of accountability that, that was already there so I'm definitely going to keep keep on them. You know, some of my clients I'm not really too worried about because they're very focused. There's just you know, there's some of them that like they need you to be on them, on them, on them uh, right. all the time. So I make sure I provide them with that type of accountability. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good. Accountability is is good, especially when you do set a goal. You want to be fit, or you just want to feel good um, inside your body. You do need that extra push. Um, from somebody so that's really great that you are doing that and really staying on top of like all of your clients that's like a lot that's actually really good because people might go to gyms they might have memberships but there's not really full accountability you don't have that accountability partner you might even pay for a trainer at a gym but they're not calling you maybe every day or checking up on you every other day so just having that service where it's like wow jeremiah is my personal trainer he can help me out get to the goal i want to set is really good now with with training what is your training philosophy like what do you fully believe in um well for, for i always say consistency is key I know a lot of people, like especially in America, we're such a we want results now, you know. Uh, and some some people that they can pay more for faster results, and that's just not how it works. I say uh, be patient and consistently do the basic things uh, correctly, 
and you'll see results. So I don't believe you have to do a whole bunch of crazy diets or crazy different works, workouts. Like even me personally, like I do a handful of workouts and, you know, of course I manipulate the rep ranges and maybe how I'm performing them, but like I keep it pretty simple, but I do it consistently. Like even mm -hmm. with my eating habits, you know what I mean? So I feel like if you, when you, when you master, when you master uh, the basics and can do them consistently, um, then you'll be very successful in anything really, but especially with your health, you know what I mean? You don't have to be eating only vegetables or like you can't, it's not like you can never have sweets. It's like you gotta find a balance and what works for your body and just follow the basics. Like a lot of us know we're supposed to have vegetables, we're supposed to have fruits. We should be eating, you know, whole grains. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be drinking water, but a lot of people don't do it. You follow the basics and you'll see results and you have to be patient, you know what I mean? Uh, but I would say consistency is key. I would say that's my motto, for sure. Consistency is key, yeah. I mean, I agree. So being in fitness, what really made you want to become physically fit and work out? Growing up, you were in a household where you had uh, five sisters and one brother. How was that dynamic? Uh, did they push you to be fit? Was you just the one was like, hey, I want to start maybe lifting weights, start exercising, and your siblings maybe saw that and wanted to join you. So how was that like growing up? Well, I want to say, uh, well, one, for most of us, almost all of us were athletes when we were growing up. So we were heavily into sports and stuff. But I remember from like, I had been like eight or younger when I used to, like my brother, used to work out a lot when he was like in high school. So he was like a good, like six years older than me. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, when he was like in high school, I was probably like eight. Um, and I used to see him work out. And of course, that's my, that's my older brother. We shared a room. So whatever he was doing, I was doing. So I started working out. But I just remember always like liking it. Like I never, no one never had to make me work out like ever. Like I always was like uh, involved in it since I was very young. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, just, I always did it. Like I was always, that's one thing I probably was always consistent is just working out, working out. My diet wasn't great. I wasn't very knowledgeable about diet, but like see my brother working out and then I would just, I went to YouTube and I'm like learning to work out from YouTube. That's what, listen, if you want to learn something on YouTube, YouTube almost has everything that you want, you know what I mean? So I went there and started learning workouts and then, you know, that's when P90X was hot. Like I, as I'm talking, I'm getting older. So P9, <laughs> P90X was hot and, you know, I was doing the P90X boy and then, you know what I mean? Um, I played football when I, for, since I was like, nine I want to say I played football so when I got to high school of course you lifting the weights working out and it was just always like uh enjoyable to push myself I would say originally I guess I would say I was working out to get like stronger I was a pretty small kid and I was younger when I got to high school than most people um so I would say I was like working out to get better for football and stuff like that mm -hmm. so then when football ended when football ended um I still worked out, but not as, I guess not as consistently because I was working at like Dairy Queen, which is like the worst. <laughs> so that's, that, that's, and I'm, I'm getting past what you asked. So let me go back. So we'll pause at the Dairy Queen. So growing up with my siblings, um, my brother was the one that worked out, but then I'm the one that kind of like took it on as like, I'm going to be the workout guru. So like mm. he would work out, but like he wasn't trying to teach everybody else how to work out. You know what I mean? Um, but I just remember, like, I started working out, and then I was learning to work out. I remember making my sister work out with me. Not making it, but, like, they would work out with me and um, things of that nature. 
And, you know, my dad was like, yo, can you help me, you know, work out and stuff like that. My sisters, you know, like Jessica asked me, can you help me work out? You know, work, run on run stuff at Rochelle, things of that nature. Like always just like, it was fun for me to help me, for me to push other people. Like it was natural, like it was never forced. It was never something that I looked at as like work. It was kind of, it's fun. Like for me, it's fun to see people push and like go through a struggle, but then overcome it. Like that's what I feel like a workout is every time. Like you go in, you struggle, you sacrifice, you sweat, and then you finish, and like you're in a better mood. For at least for me, I'm in a better mood when I finish when I finish the mm -hmm. workout. So I, I would say no one in the house I would say like heavily influenced me outside of Josh was working out. But they were all I would say involved like they seen like, you know, from the, me wanting to work out and training them, I guess the evolution of what became Bull Fitness. Uh, definitely supportive. Everybody was supportive for sure. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's really cool. That's really cool. So transitioning from working out, then you joined the military. How did that really mold and shape your mind when it came to physical fitness? Because you do have to have some type of physical fitness and be healthy when you are joining, let's say, the military of some sort. So how did that shape and mold you where you are today? All right, so I mean, when I, we'll go from when I graduated high school. I graduated high school at 17, so I started working at Dairy Queen in Middletown, and I was like hating it. I was like, I can't do this. I don't know how people do this for their whole life, like working jobs like this. So one of my buddies actually, uh, one of my best friends, his brother was in the Army National Guard. Because originally I joined the Army National Guard. I'm, I'm active now, but I joined the Army National Guard. I'm like, yo, I see your brother all the time, but he's in the Army. How do you see him? You know, he's always picking up from school. How do I always see him? He's like, dude, he's, he's in the in the National Guard. He's, he goes to Dell State University, which is where I uh, ended up going uh, for school. And um, <clears throat> I was like, dope. Got in contact with him, which I already knew him. And then he he told me what he was doing. I looked up everything, talked to the recruiter, gone in a month. I was going for basic training in a month. Uh, same month that I was trying to, that I wanted to go, I was going. And so when I ended up going, before I left, like you said, like you gotta be in some type of shape. A lot of people think that Soldiers are like from the movies and they're like supreme, like I guess being as far as like their physiques and stuff. Like, you know, be it have to be in that super that bit of shape. But for me, it gave me a, a goal, I guess. So I started working out and running and stuff like that. So I could like pass the army physical fitness uh assessment before I even left. So I had already passed it before I left. And then when I got to basic training, you know, there's a there's a PT test and they're like you can get certain scores on it. So after we took our first like assessment, which is just like gauging where you're at, I was like, man, I'm gonna get a perfect score. So like, a perfect score for anyone that's in the army, they know it's a 300. So I'm gonna get a perfect score. So I'm in basic training. <clears throat> the only thing about basic training is pretty, well, at least when I went, I went in 2013. It's pretty tiring, uh, pretty taxing experience as far as you're physically and even mentally. Uh, I'm 17 still when I left, when I joined the army, I was 17. So my mom had to sign papers for me to go and my dad. Um, I was still working out though. Like I would, we, like, we, they worked us out in the morning and you, you're training all day and then you okay. get like an hour of free time. And I was using my free time to work out. And that's when I kind of realized, I was like, man, I really like this. Like that I would take my free time and, and work out more on top of all that stuff they're already making us do. They're like, you know, you're running miles, you're rucking, which is like carrying this heavy bag on your back for miles. You know what I mean? You're doing all types of training, you know, uh, so they can transition you for being a civilian and a soldier. And then I was still working out. And then I was helping my battle buddies or, you know, the, the other guys in, that were in basic training with me work out too. 
you know what I mean, helping other people get ready to pass their physical uh, fitness test because some people, you know, struggle and uh, things of that nature. So that was like my first time. I was like, man, you know, I like this and I really like helping other people and I'm willing to do it during my free time, which is like you only get an hour. So like if I'm willing to give up an hour to work out and help other people, you know, that's pretty dope. But like, you know, this is me thinking back. I'm 24 now. So that was like seven years ago. Um, yeah, thinking back, I'm like, oh, that's dope that I was that adamant about it. And then leaving and going to AIT, and I was working out the whole time on the AIT, helping people. And then when I came home, I was very much more mature. Right. And I was like, um, man, I know I want to train people. I know I don't want to go to college for Because if you don't know, when you go to the National Guard, you go to basic, you go to AIT, which is when you learn your job, just like regular Army does. But then you get to go home because when you're in the Guard and your reserves, you only drill once a month, which means you only have to work like Army on Army time for like one weekend out of the month. So, you know, I come back home, I'm 18. And um, I begin my bull fitness journey. This is the beginning of bull fitness, literally. Uh do you want to stop here or you want me to keep going? Oh, no. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. So this is the beginning of Bull Fitness. Literally, I came home. I was like, man, I love physical fitness. I want to go to school to be an athletic trainer, something like that. I didn't know mm. exactly what I wanted to do, but I know I want to be a physical fitness. So I'm going to go to school to be an athletic trainer or whatever. But I still had – I came home March 24th of 2014. I didn't start school till that fall. So I was like, what am I doing in between? I'm going to be a trainer. So I'm going – and this is what I knew I was an entrepreneur because everyone's not – entrepreneur well I knew that when I was younger because I used to sell candy in school but this is when I knew I had like for sure as an entrepreneur looking back now is I went door to door if anyone if you ever did sales before if anyone's ever did door to door sales they know how tough that is especially if you're an 18 year old kid oh yeah uh, that, that looks like he's 15 so I look like a little kid uh I don't look that old now I'm 24 so <clears throat> I'm going through the door, knocking on people's houses, selling training for nothing, you know, like $5, $10 a session, knowing nothing about training, not having no liability forms, not having any uh, sign up, not having any type of any structure to present to people, but just having a willingness and a drive, really. So, you know, I ended up finding some clients, um, like three people, I want to say. I trained, I can't remember their name, I trained this very elderly woman. And all, mm-hmm. I, all I really did was walk her around the neighborhood. She and um just wanted to like keep the functions of her her body she was very old um i trained another lady in the neighborhood um i just went to her house and looking back now maybe it wasn't the safest thing but i did i live in a nice neighborhood i live in a pretty good neighborhood so i wasn't really too worried about that um uh, i trained her for a little bit and i trained some people from a church of course um and that was my first really experience of being a trainer and i liked it but um, it wasn't consistent. So I guess here's a little nugget for anyone that's in training or anything in general, right? When you, when, you, when you do something, you have to do it in a way that, even if it's your side hustle, you have to do it in a way that you're preparing yourself that that would be your uh, life's income. So that would be like how you sustain yourself. So when I was 18, I'm training people, they're paying me session by session. So if someone doesn't feel good or they don't feel like working out or that, you know, things that happen, the reason that they hire the trainers is because they don't want to work out in the first place. Right. So right. they have an off day and they're like, I don't feel like working out. They're going to cancel and then you're not going to get paid. So what I learned from that is the, this is the first thing I, when I went to college, I was like, okay, I'm not doing uh, session by session anymore. Now you have to do three sessions at a time, which is still very, very low, honestly cut in, my recommendation is month to month at the minimum. You should make them pay month to month. Uh, on a case by case basis, I'd let people do bi weekly. 
where those are automatic payments. So they get withdrawn from their account automatically. But mm -hmm. back into it, if you're a trainer or you're anything, right, that provides a service consistently, routinely, uh, listen, um, automatic payments and month-to-month -month payments are the best. One, when you're a trainer, you need at least a month for them to see some type of results, mm -hmm. right? So if you show them results in a month, they'll believe in you more, right? You got to build up that trust between you and your client. That's in any business. You got to build up that trust between you and whoever you're working with or working right. for. Uh, and then once you have that trust, you know, it'll go a long way. They won't feel as, they won't feel like they're wasting their money and throwing it away because people pay me hundreds of dollars to train them. Mm -hmm. um, so you got to give them value. But first sure. you got to, first you got to give yourself time to show them value. A week is not enough time. Right. You know I mean, so. I'm like, you know, month to month, I need at least a month. You know, two months, I can show you some good stuff. So that's what I learned from being 18 and starting so young. I've mm -hmm. learned so much stuff that I would say as humble as possible that my knowledge is at least about being hands-on in business is far above a lot of people's just because of all the trial and errors from such mm -hmm. a young age. Like, I'm definitely not a business guru, but I know a lot of stuff that people that might be starting out now at 24 or 30 or 40, I've been did it since I was 18 and been failing and failing um, and fixing uh, since I was so young that now I know all that the stuff. Like I talk to guys now that might talk to me about training. Like don't I'm like you try to do a session in my session. Don't do that. You're playing yourself because if you didn't have a job, you'd never be able to provide for your family or yourself or pay your bills because your pay wouldn't be consistent. So mm -hmm. just want me to think about it, but. Yeah, I don't know. I went off into a tangent, so. Oh, no. No, that's good. That's No, that's good. I mean, just this is great helping people out who maybe want to start maybe becoming a trainer and not knowing which way to go. So just you talking about your journey and your story really is going to help somebody and um, who's ever listening or watching might really take to heart like wow I do need to become now more physically active or you know I am working out maybe I can do this I can become a trainer I can become an entrepreneur um, to provide for myself or my family so that is really that's some really good stuff and really good insight so how do you create really that training program for let's say a new client so if you were to look at me for instance five foot four mm -hmm. five foot five hundred and forty something pounds how would you create a training program let's say for me or for a new client um like what would that meal plan look like or a meal prep how, how would that all come about all right, well, one, are you training online or are we training in person? Let's say we were training in person. I mean, knowing me, uh, the only uh, weights I ever lift is a bag of M&Ms going one and two and three, and that's it. Um, so, like, how, how would you build something for, like, a novice or a beginner? Okay, so, I mean, like, if you're, like, never, never worked out before type right. of beginner, or like you worked out. So like, that's the first thing. Uh, one, you take a survey. So it's take a survey so I can see what level you're at. Have you worked out before? Or have you fell off? Are you, you know, what status are you in? Are you injured? Things of that nature. Um, you know, what foods you like, what foods you don't like. It's a whole client assessment that you would fill out uh, before we even start training. You fill out the client assessment. From that, I build the meal plan for sure. 
Uh, we'll talk about the meal plan first. Meal plan is most important part of the journey for whether you're trying to gain or lose weight is the most important part. It's the hardest part for a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. The part that you need to be the most consistent at and the part that people are fluctuating, fluctuating the most at because it's something that they're not familiar with. And that's where it comes to mastering the basics. You know what I mean? I don't expect my clients to cold turkey everything they've been doing. So like if you eat, I don't know, a bunch of fried food, you're drinking liquor all the time, you eating cakes all the time. Like I, I know my clients are not going to, they might try, but like, it's unrealistic for them to cut out all that stuff at the same exact time. Go ahead and give them time to build up to it, kind of. But if you're giving 85% effort, you'll see results. So if you're following 85% of your meal plan, you'll see results for sure. Because uh, I, like, I don't eat a perfect diet. I eat Ben and Jerry's like four times a week. But the rest of my diet is like good. You know, I eat, you know, lean meats. I eat mm. vegetables. I eat uh, whole grain products. Like I don't drink. Um... I drink wine maybe once every two weeks. Uh, so like mastering the basics, but back to a client. Yeah, I set that meal plan up from, I have a program that I use that builds the meal plans and it shows you how to measure everything out. Well, first of all, it breaks it down for you. So it'd be like, boom, arrow, it'll show you all your, uh, like your weight, your height, your goal weight, I mean your current weight, and then we'll have your goal weight, right? And then we'll have your macro breakdown, you know, for your carbs, proteins, and fats, and then we'll have, um, how many servings you need of each thing a day to meet your goal, your caloric goal or your caloric intake. And then we'll show you how to measure all your food without having to use a scale. So showing you how to measure your food with your hands, with your fist, with your, you know, with your thumb, like literally it shows you how to do all of that. Um, shows you how to, if you, but you have to wait for this. If you don't see like results in like eight weeks, you're like, man, I don't see anything. It shows you how to manipulate your meal plan to see results or manipulate your macros. So like say you eat, maybe a little bit less uh, carbs and then you eat more proteins and see if that changes uh, your results because everybody has a different body type um, and, and how they, their food, how their body takes food and distributes it, it varies from person to person. So um, it's a lot of information. The meal plan is probably like 17 pages and it's filled in. Um, I think it's pretty easy to follow if you read the whole thing, mm -hmm. read the whole thing, read the whole thing. That's for anyone that's going to train with me. Um, and then you have the workout program. So, of course, he's going to tell me, like, what you've done before. Like, if you worked out or stuff or anything of that nature before. And then when right. you come to train with me, of course, we do, like, our first workout. It's, like, just a feel out. Um, I try to keep the movements all pretty basic. One, to prevent from injury. And two, just so that you can remember how to do it. So, if you want to work out by yourself. I don't do too much crazy, crazy stuff. I do train my clients at the park, which is great because I'm in Oahu. A lot of people don't feel comfortable in a gym. It's a very crowded, intimidating setting. Um, they feel better outside, I think, or in a studio setting. So if you have a studio, personal training setting, it's more like individual, lower amounts of people and more intimate. Um, you know, we'll do like a first workout, just see how they do. And I'm like, okay, this is how I approach you. I'm like, you know, we're going to work out today. I'll warm you up. We'll do a first round of the workout. If it's too hard, we'll make it easier. And if it's too easy, we'll make it harder, just like that. Just that simple. And then we just go from there. Um, you know, and then each of my clients, even if they train in person, they get a workout program and they can follow when they're not with me. Because, like, for me, I was like, give them as much as you can. Or do you want to be a person that person of
So I'm like, oh, so can you rule for me and tell other people, not even in a way like I do this because I want them to, not that in a way that I do this so that they do this, but like, I was just like, that's the right thing to do. And that's the type of name I want to have. I want to have a name like, yo, he really cares about his clients. And that's the name I've gotten, you know what I mean? All my clients say, yo, yo, he cares, he's cool. You know what I mean? He takes care of us. And um, I think all my clients would agree with that, that train with me that, um, you know, I give them as much as I can and I give them uh, a lot more value than maybe a gym would give them where they give you a trainer, but they don't give you um, a full package, you know, where they charge you for more extra stuff. So you might have that trainer for that 45 minutes, but my clients have me on the trainer all the time. They can message me, whatever, you know what I mean? So it's so giving that value. Whenever you give more and more value in the long run, you'll get back a uh, hundred times. So that's what I believe. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Like great, great insight. Um, I truly believe that having a good trainer is key. Um, you know, we go through life not having good, good people or good quality. So you providing that quality, not quantity, that quality service is really going to take you far um, and create great things for each and every one of your clients so what is your favorite like fitness style that you enjoy and that you like uh style i guess strength training mm -hmm. i don't like follow like bodybuilding or crossfit really when i train my clients i guess it'd be like a circuit hit approach for most of them unless they're trying to put on like muscle mass and we'll do strength based but i mean i kind of understand like for me personally, I got a strength. When I do workouts, I work, I do about 12 reps. 12 reps is about, your, if you're building strength, uh, <clears throat> looking for hypertrophy, like 12 reps is like pretty solid number. Like I, I'd recommend that for anyone that's trying to put on muscle mass or lean muscle, 12 reps solid. You know what I mean? Uh, I used to do the eight, when I was less knowledgeable, I would do like eight reps sometimes. I mean, 10 reps is horrible. I think I've seen the best lean, like where I put on muscle and it's lean, meaning like, uh, the detailedness of your muscle is, you know, I think 12 reps is good. Um, I know when I was younger, I used to do four sets. And I say that like I'm older, but when I was a little bit younger, I used to do four sets of everything. Now I do three, but my training volume on the muscle will be higher during the week because I'll work out almost every day now because I'm not like deadly sore. A lot of times people feel like they can be deadly sore and that's the only way they got to go work out. But now I feel like I work out and the next day I'm all right. Like I feel a little soreness, but like not heavy. So now mm -hmm. I can do another good workout. So now I can work out six days a week if I want to, and I'm fine, and I can still play basketball. And it's just it's good to find a balance. Um, a lot of people get scared they're going to lose their progress if they don't want like, to kill themselves in the gym every day. It's not right. true. Um, it's not true at all. So uh, I would just say strength training probably. Um, I like calisthenics too, though, but I mix it in. Um, I'm not married to one thing, but I definitely like – if I'm going to work out, even if I do pull-ups, I'm going to add weight to the pull-ups, and I'm going to do like eight reps, 12 reps. If I'm doing dips, if I'm doing push-ups, I'm going to try to add weight to those movements. I don't really want to go too, too high. It's not going to really help me build lean muscle. Ladies, if you're doing 25 reps, you're not really building lean muscle. You need to, you need to, you need to get to that 12 rep range, too. Uh, it's not going to make you look like a man. It's going to help you put on some good lean muscle, though. So people think, a lot of people think to get toned, you got to do 100 reps or something, and that's what's going to be chiseling. That's what chisels out your muscle. It's not really what it is. What helps you 
get chiseled out is your diet. Uh, being in a caloric deficit, which means you're eating less calories than your body requires, which means it's going to burn some of the fat you have stored in your body. And that's how you get a little bit more chiseled, uh, matching that with a good workout regimen. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'd say strength training. Yeah. Like the basics, compound lifts, deadlifts, squats, lunges, bench press, uh, military press, pull-ups, rows. Like those are the basics that I follow. And that's why I'm able to maintain my physique now. Nice. The last the exercise, I just gave you the keys. Yep, the I gave you the keys. The, keys. <laughs> the exercises are the keys. Those are the yep. basics. Those are the basics. Awesome. So speaking about the basics, what do you think are maybe the food groups that maybe people should uh, intake in their body every single day? Should it be eggs? Should it be water? Should it be chicken? Like what are... Food groups or specific foods? Food groups are specific groups because you just said like specific foods. Yeah, probably food groups. What would be like maybe I mean, like i would say like your you know vegetables fruits whole grains lean proteins uh good fats like olive oil um yeah those are like the ones you want to intake i mean like there's a there's a high variety of them um then my, my milk plan actually shows you the wide variety of things you should eat actually breaks it down into the what you should eat what you can eat sometimes and what you should stay away from uh makes it pretty clear but like you know you know the basic chicken Mm-hmm. Turkey, ground turkey, uh, um, whole like you can eat brown rice, you know, whole wheat pasta if you want to, uh, sweet potatoes, potatoes, like you know, um, you know, greens, broccoli, spinach, um, you know, fruit, <clears throat> you know, apple, um, really anything that has seeds in it. <laughs> Watermelon's good for you. Like that's the, like it's like it's like I wouldn't say most people know. And that's this is what I see my clients. Like they're like kids. They know what they're supposed to have, but they'll mm-hmm. still ask me like, "Hey, can I have this?" But you know you're not allowed to have that. But they're just like a kid. Like you know they're like asking just to see if they'll say yes. But in reality, we know how to eat our fruits, how to eat our vegetables, how to eat our proteins, how to eat our whole grains, our whole grains. We get taught this stuff in like middle school. It's right. it's also about portion sizes, portion sizes, and then eating it consistently because. Most people eat good for a week and then they want to go out and, and, and drink their life away or they want to eat a giant cake or, you know, and then when that stuff happens, most people can't cold turkey and do it one time. They'll keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to go down spiral or they're going to eat so much that they ruin all the progress they made during the week. So mm-hmm. I, I think that people can eat well, but then they like start rewarding themselves. So they're like, oh, I eat good this week. Let me eat. Uh, a whole pizza by myself now, or let me go drink a whole bottle of Hennessy now. I didn't drink all week. Like you just ruined everything you just worked for. Um, I'm a believer that your body is momentum based as far as results go. So it takes a little while for it to get started. Like if you have been working out, you got to get your body starts changing. A lot of the things start changing in your body. How fast things are, uh, you know, how fast your metabolism is going is going to change. Um, a lot of stuff is going to change. Um, but it takes it takes time. Some people are fast. When you're young, it's quick. You know, you can see girls that gain weight and get, get rid of it. Guys that gain weight get rid of it when they're young. But then you get in your 30s, 40s, 50s. It's very starts getting slow, slow, slow. It takes mm-hmm. a little bit more time to keep that engine on and start getting that uh, um, fat burning going and getting you losing weight. It takes a little bit longer. So 
I would say stop rewarding yourself for people out there. Eat, stay the meal plan. You gotta mm -hmm. find a good balance. But you know, you know what you're supposed to be eating. Eat your vegetables. Uh, you can eat a vegetable every meal. I would recommend it. Eat a vegetable every meal. You eat a fruit, you know, twice a day. You eat, drink water. I, so, I always say a gallon. I'll give you a little leeway, half a gallon or more, you know. But really, it's supposed to be, uh, I want to say an ounce for every, an ounce for every pound you weigh. And I think if you're an athlete, I want to say it's two ounces for every pound you weigh, if you're an athlete. But, you know, mm -hmm. ounce for every pound you weigh, uh, that's a good amount of water for you. Right. Um, and it, takes, it may take a little bit of time for you to get used to it. You're peeing a lot. But your pee, you know, it's clearing your body out. It's good. Mm -hmm. That's true. True. Now, how do you motivate uh, yourself and your clients? Motivate myself to do what? Like to to work out. Like, how do you motivate yourself every day to maybe like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Even though some days you might feel like, eh, I don't feel like working out. How do you keep motivating yourself every day? Well, I say motivation is in the moment. So you're not always going to be motivated. I think routine is the routine is the true key to discipline. So mm -hmm. having a schedule, having a set plan, uh, leaves you less wiggle room to fail yourself. So for me, I'm like, I know when I'm going to most likely work out when I'm working. Like if we you know when I have full time in the army, I work out in the morning. That's the first thing I do. We work out. And then I will do my own workout or I'll work out, you know, before work actually starts. Cause I know that's the time I'm going to have every day to work out. You know what I mean? Um, there's nothing else going on until nine o'clock on majority of the days. So I'm like, let me get my workout in now. Um, I know that for me getting, once I work it off work, I don't want to go work out. And also I have to go train other people. So I have to train other people and then I have to go work out. And by the time I get home, probably eight, nine o'clock. I don't want to do that. So I'm like, first thing in the morning, boom, get it done. And I get it done so early, I almost forget that I worked out that day. And you feel fine. You feel more focused and in a good mood. You know, your body's, uh, your blood's flowing. Um, you, you know, you're going to eat. You're in a good mood. You're focused. You're ready for the day. Um, I'm not a person that drinks coffee or anything like that. So that's like my, that's good for me. Routine. Routine is the best thing for me. I need routine. Mm. Uh, or I'll probably fail. If I leave it to myself. Um, just like majority of people, they need routine. They need routine. And then someone's going to keep them on track. Luckily, I'm a, I've been doing it for a while, and I'm a pretty disciplined person. And I also self-assess frequently. So I'm just like, oh, man, you're not, you haven't been doing this, or you're not doing this, or you're not, you know, being consistent in this. And I readjust. I'm like, well, how can I refocus myself or plan better so where I can hit these marks I need to be hitting? My clients, um, they need a lot. Some of them don't need as much accountability, which is you got to stay engaged with them daily. Mm. and make sure they come to the sessions, you know, uh, make sure they send in the pictures, make sure they send in the meals, and then remind them that this, look, you paid me to make sure that you made this happen, but at the end of the day, it's on you. So I want to, I'm going to, you know, be accountable and check on you, but you got to remember that you started this because you weren't happy with what you saw when you looked in the mirror. You weren't happy with the weight you saw when you stepped on the scale. You're not happy with how you feel when you walk up the stairs and you're out of breath. You know what I mean? And they have to keep that in the front of their mind. Um, but really, yeah, just I would say keep them accountable. And then once you get your first month, you should see some type of results. And that's when they're like, okay, I can do more. Mm. And they can, you know, that's when they'll usually tap in a little bit more. Awesome. Awesome. So how can people find you, find Bull Fitness? 
Um, where can they find you? Uh, how can they reach out to you via social media? All right, so right now I'm dominantly on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, I have a TikTok and a Twitter. Uh, my TikTok is BullFitness95. My Twitter is BullFitness95. I'm not on it that much, but I'm going to start getting on there more, so stay tuned. Uh, my YouTube is BullFitness95. And I'm going to start getting on there more. My Instagram, though, and my Facebook is where most of my content is, is BullFitness1995 on Facebook. Um, and then BullFitness95 on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, BullFitness95, B-U-L-L-F-I-T-N-E-S-S-9-5. Follow me on Instagram. Check out the free app program on my Instagram. Um, yep. You can shoot me an email if you need to at bullfitness.inc at gmail.com. Also, um, have an apparel site drop in, bullfitnessgear.com. Also, have a 21-day challenge. It's going to be on bullfitnesstraining.com. So, stay tuned. All those things are uh, dropping or available right now. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Jeremiah, on uh, just, you know, uh, talking about bull fitness, staying fit, staying active. Um, I can't wait to see, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. My journey through bull <laughs> fitness, uh, the challenge, um, trying to stay consistent. And I can't wait to see a lot of our viewers here um, really joining that movement on being physically fit and active. All right. Thank you very much, man. All right, brother. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Every Moment with Errol E. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now.